Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Welcome to the bigger picture. And it looks like a good start to the week as we get a agreement in principle between US President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy on the US debt ceiling. But it is still an agreement in principle, still some way to go before it gets through Congress. But for now, markets seem to be getting a bit of a bounce. Well, let's unpack it with Kelvin Wong. He is the senior market analyst for Owenda. Good morning, Kelvin. How are you doing today? Hi, good morning to you, Ryan, and great to speak to you again. Yeah, thanks for joining me on Monday to unpack what's coming up in the days ahead. But let's start with what is really high on the list. Everyone's mm. been talking about the US debt ceiling. Finally, we seem to be making some progress. We've got a bit of a deal and both parties are agreeing to push back the extension to around two years past 2024 into 2025. That means... The U.S. elections, in a sense, will be free of one distraction at least. What do you make of the latest deal being um, reached? Oh, sure. So uh, what we could see over here is uh, a bit of a bargain between the uh, two camps uh, from the Democrats uh, as well as the uh, House-controlled Republicans. So what we could see, the initial uh, move was uh, rather uh, positive with the uh, futures, the U.S. stock index futures, the, the E-mini, S&P E-mini futures is up about close to 0.3% now in Asia trading. And definitely the high-flying Nasdaq 100 E-mini futures is up by 0.6%. So the initial reaction is, uh, I would say, is positive. Uh, but however, uh, one thing market seems to be uh, kind of uh, ignoring at the moment is what happened next uh, once the uh, debt ceiling uh, with this uh, extension that's been uh, agreed upon that means we pass through Congress. The next step will be uh, the U.S. Treasury Reserve will go to actually issue uh, close to about one trillion of uh, T bills to actually uh, fund this uh, cash shortfall at this point in time. Yeah. So if you look at market reaction so far, at least in the short term, it is positive. I'm just wondering mm. how long it might last because at some stage the Treasury needs to replenish its coffers, right? And then it has to issue bonds. Would that um, pull away money from other parts of the market? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, if you look at the current situation right now, uh, there are actually two ways that the uh, U.S. Treasury could actually uh, absorb this one point, close to about 1.1 trillion uh, new issue of TPS to cover the shortfall. Uh, one is through banks reserve, that's via the bank's deposit and the oil funding trades with the Fed. And the other one is through money market mutual funds. All right. So now the the most, uh, we call it uh, 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 less averse scenario to actually to prevent any liquidity squeeze in the system will be money market mutual funds. But we cannot be certain for sure that the this absorption will be actually taken up mostly by the market mutual funds. Uh, it all depends on number one, uh, what will be the uh, yield that, uh, that the treasury or will, will be actually an issue on the T bills or the coupon. I would say. Then, uh, if most of the absorption is being done by banks reserve, uh, this is where that uh, that negative adverse impact will actually uh, hit the market. And do not forget over here is that uh, right now we're talking about a slight uptick in uh, financial liquidity condition. That means financial condition is getting slightly tighter in the mm. US, uh, especially if you look at, at the latest uh, Fed fund futures pricing. Initially, four weeks ago, we were talking about a pause in June. So right now, that pause has more or less uh, turned to a hike right now of at least 25 basis points. And the odds itself has been more than up by more than 50%. So uh, recall, I last see it's about close to about 62% of a chance of an odds. 
based on the current expectation on pricing by the Fed fund futures. Yeah, so the can's been kicked down the road with that in-principle agreement for at least two years, but of course not fully confirmed yet because he has to work his way through Congress. So something to watch out for, some potential speed bumps in the future to watch out for. And looking at the markets recently, AI has been a big part of the rally. And this especially so with the stock NVIDIA, which is mm-hmm. up 25% in the last session. So that's a huge one-day jump. What do you make of the rally so far? Is this overbought on some fronts? So if you look at the current situation in NVIDIA, definitely from a technical analysis perspective, it's overbought at this point in time. So there will be a risk of a pullback at this juncture. So about fundamentally, if you look at it, from the fundamental argument right now is that uh, they say that NVIDIA itself is, has a ditch in terms of uh, this uh, GPU. We call it a graphic processing unit, mm. where uh, we're talking about this, uh, this narrative of AI that is taking shape in the marketplace right now. So in terms of NVIDIA, it has a edge where they could actually uh, provide, uh, if you if you are talking about, if you want to run the business by an AI-driven uh, data center, you'll require this certain type of uh, GPU that NVIDIA is able to provide. So, but relatively, if you look at its, its nearest competitor that I think of is AMD, which is Advanced Micro Devices, which is also providing similar GPU uh, like NVIDIA, but perhaps not the, the higher grade kind. But if you look at their forward PD ratio, they are trading about at uh, 44 based on last Friday closing price, which is slightly cheaper than uh, NVIDIA uh, uh, PD ratio, which is close to at 55 based on uh, Friday closing price. So if you look at the, even uh, from a fundamental perspective, uh, absolute uh, the 4P ratio of NVIDIA at 55 is also slightly way above its uh, five-year average, about close to about 30 plus. So it seems to me that over here that there's a lot of um, hope and optimism is being placed into NVIDIA's uh, revenue uh, upgrade guidance as given mm-hmm. by what I call the senior management on Thursday. And that led to what I call uh, a, a string of what I call uh, earnings upgrade by analysts. So that could be a bit of an optimism going to place. And do not forget over here is that the, the macro environment also we're going to take into consideration. Right. All right, we're well, in conversation with Kelvin Wong. He is the senior market analyst for Oanda. Now talking about macro backdrop, China is going to be in focus this week yes. as we look at the data coming out. And that's around the PMI data for the mm. manufacturing sector. And it's been quite patchy for China, even though they've reopened. The rebound hasn't been as strong as we were hoping for. If you look at the recent PMI data, we actually saw a weak reading in April. What can we expect in the next one? So the next one, right, we're actually expecting a slight improve based on concessions forecast of uh, 49.4 from April 49.2, but that's still a contraction. So uh, if this turns out expected, it will be a second consecutive month of uh, negative growth about contraction on the manufacturing side. And do not forget, uh, we also have the services PMI data as well out on the same day, which is this Wednesday. So for the services PMI, let me talk about it uh, slightly, is that well, we are just expecting the, the quite the consensus forecast. It's expecting also a growth slowdown from 55 to 56.4. So all in all, what we could see over here is that if this turns out expected uh, from the services side and the manufacturing side, we could start to see uh, more, uh, what we call it, a uh, high probability of high odds that the growth spurt that come out from uh, last October, November reopening has more or less has been uh, reversed down to the downside. Okay, that's the Chinese picture. Let's turn our attention to the US data out this week. Mm. And that is the jobs data, the non-farm payrolls for May. Uh, what are we expecting? It does look like we could see a bit of moderation. Uh, yes, so... 
in terms of market expectation uh, for this uh, non-farm payrolls, uh, just expecting a slight uh, decrease uh, from uh, 253k from last month. Uh, for this month, consensus is expecting at 195k. Uh, but 195k is a slightly, uh, I would say it's not really a, 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 a drastic number, but it's still above uh, the previous March number of 165. So if numbers comes in around 230, slightly above uh, consensus expectation, well, we could actually imply that the US market is still healthy, the job market, and that could actually put a kind of a, a lead or a, a, a cap on this uh, dovish tone from the Fed. Yeah. Alright, lots to watch out for this week as we wait for the data coming up from China and the US. Let me check with Kelvin Wong. He's the Senior Market Analyst for Oenda. Kelvin, thanks as always for your time. My pleasure, Ryan. <laughs> well, yep. Kelvin, we'll talk to you again soon. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.